Hey everyone, I have a time-sensitive announcement to share with you. Earlier this month, LifeSite was hit with another online censorship attack, this time on TikTok, after publishing the truth about the corrupt administration in the United States. In fact, LifeSite is still permanently banned on Facebook, and our main YouTube channel was wiped out, which is why we are only on the John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel. So, this is because the prince of this world hates the truth, and we at LifeSite are committed to bringing you the fullness of the truth even if the globalists and atheists don't want you to hear it. To help us push forward with our truth-telling mission, I urge you to join us during this special Advent and Christmas season with your prayers and almsgiving. Help us at LifeSite build a culture of life for you, your children, your grandchildren, in the face of massive opposition. By uniting your prayers and your giving with us at LifeSite, you promote our pro-life and pro-family mission of building a culture of life around the world. In fact, when you support LifeSite, I urge you to write a prayer in our comment box. It's a perfect way to infuse your prayer and almsgiving with a charity like LifeSite that you can trust, knowing that we will personally read and pray over all your intentions. We need your prayers and almsgiving now more than ever. We at LifeSite must reach our end-of-the-year fundraising goal, and we have no corporate sponsor, which makes LifeSite's grassroots support from people like you miraculous. So please, as you listen to today's interview, click in the donation link at the top in the description of this video and offer your almsgiving and prayer to LifeSite News. This is the moment we need all of our viewers, even first-time viewers. Join the mission for life, faith, family, and freedom with LifeSite. Join us now with a financial gift of any amount by clicking the first link in the description below and be a force for good in the world. Also, don't forget to pray with your financial gift. Every little bit helps. So thank you, and may God bless you. Do you remember the Pachamama idolatry? No, but do you really remember what happened? This is the problem. It's been a few years now since that happened, and many of us have forgotten the details, the horrific details of what happened. We're going to take a look at that today, but also at Pope Francis's promotion of communism. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, it is very hard not only to remember the gravity of what happened with the Pachamama idolatry, but also to remember the details and just how severe it really was. At LifeSite, it's our goal to provide you with the facts, what actually happened, and to show them to you as much as possible. When this show started three years ago, it was started specifically to provide the evidence visually so you could see what happened. I wanted you to take a look, first of all, at this show about the Pachamama idolatry, where we go into detail about what happened and show you it as it happened. Take a look. The eve of the Amazon Synod was marked by the round table which I joined several popular outspoken defenders of the Catholic faith in calling out Pope Francis for the confusion he's let loose in the church. While that was happening, 
Inside the Vatican Gardens was this strange and alarming scene with what seemed like a pagan fertility ritual complete with idol worship, all in the presence of Pope Francis. A priestess of some sort was leading the ritual with a dance and participants, including a Franciscan friar, knelt in a circle around the blanket and sort of prostrated themselves, bowing to the ground with their foreheads before two statues of pregnant naked women. The priestess then shook a maraca in apparent blessing over the whole group, including going up to the Pope and he was there looking on with a bunch of cardinals as this prostration before the nude women statues took place. As an aside, here are these left-wing Catholics not only kneeling but prostrating themselves with their foreheads to the ground. I, I find it so weird that the left-leaning prelates in the church are the very ones who disdain kneeling for Holy Communion, sometimes even refusing to administer Holy Communion to those of us who kneel for Holy Communion. That is disgusting. But remember, too, that the account from the Bible in the book of Daniel about King Nebuchadnezzar, who set up a golden idol and commanded all the people to bow down before it or else be thrown into a fiery furnace. The Jewish young people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, refused, even under the pain of such a horrible death. And the outraged king, if you recall, heated the furnace to seven times the normal heat and had them bound and thrown into the furnace. If you recall the story, they were, of course, miraculously rescued. That was thanks, of course, to their fidelity to God. And the king even converted. He had actually seen an angel in there with them. And so, to see this idol worship happening in the presence of the Pope, in the hallowed ground of the Vatican where St. Peter himself died and was buried, is a scandal beyond imagining. LifeSite's Rome correspondent Diane Montagna spoke with an indigenous leader from the Amazon on Saturday, who, after viewing this ceremony on video, called it 100% pagan. However, some suggested that perhaps these wooden statues of naked, seemingly pregnant women were not pagan idols, but rather depictions of the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Elizabeth. Well, the official story, at least coming from the bishop the Vatican had speaking on the synod at the first press conference on the synod, said, well, he didn't know. Let's listen to him now. It's an image that was so, shown also on other occasions, and I wouldn't know how to interpret it. Well, we all have our own interpretation, the Virgin Mary, the Mother Earth, probably those who used this symbol demonstrated wishes to, to, to refer to fertility, to women, to life, the life present in this, uh, among these Amazonian people. That was the sentiment of Bishop David Martinez de Guerre, Guinea, a Dominican. And when he mentioned Mother Earth, you should know that that's what he was referring to is exactly a pagan goddess. Mother Earth is a translation of the Inca Pacamama, which is, as you can read in Wikipedia, 
a goddess revered by the indigenous people of the Andes. She's also known as the Earth Mother, and in Inca mythology, Pacamama is a fertility goddess who presides over planting and harvesting, embodies the mountains and causes earthquakes. She's also an ever-present and independent deity who has her own self-sufficient and creative power to sustain life on Earth. That's what we read from Wikipedia. But let me say, even if you don't know exactly, like the bishop said, if you don't know exactly what it is, if it's either supposed to be Mother Earth or the Virgin Mary, some uh, and Mother Earth being some kind of pagan idol, a false god, well, maybe you should consider not prostrating yourselves in the Vatican Gardens in front of the Pope. All throughout the Old Testament are warnings against bowing down to false idols. Remember, too, that it was one of the temptations presented to Christ by the devil after his 40-day fast. If this was supposed to be a depiction of the Virgin Mary, did someone not think twice about enraging our Lord by allowing such an unworthy depiction of his Holy Mother in the Vatican? The standards of modesty in the Catholic Church are universal and do not just apply to the West. Public nudity is not a Christian practice, and beyond it being spiritually unhealthy, it leaves people vulnerable and prone to sickness as well. The fact that they want these kinds of things for the indigenous people or suggest them is really a show of non-concern or some kind of politically correct sickness that allows this. It's time to evangelize with the truth of Christ boldly. And if that means sometimes saying that a cultural practice is unhealthy, well then, so be it. What kind of punishment from the Lord is the Vatican bringing down upon itself? Well, there's a possible answer and prophecy from the book of Exodus, chapter 20. And I'll quote it for you. I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a graven image or any likeness of anything that's in heaven above or that's in the earth beneath or that's in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God visiting iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but showing steadfast love to the thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Is this the abomination of desolation set up in the holy place as referred to by Christ in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 24 as a sign of the end times? Well, if it was indeed a pagan idol set up for worship in the Vatican, then it sure does seem to be getting close. Just a quick note before we return, if you would like to stay up to date on LifeSite's coverage of the latest life, family, and culture news, subscribe to one of our many newsletters by going to lifesitenews.com slash subscribe. And if you'd like to help us bring our truth-telling coverage to millions around the world, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation at give.lifesitenews.com. And now, back to the video. I know, when you... Remember how disturbing it was when you look at all those facts laid out before you? It is quite unbelievable. But also unbelievable have been many other statements Pope Francis has made. Check this out. 
Up until the 1960s, the church had a vehement condemnation against communism. We all know, or many of us know, that during the Second Vatican Council, there was also a sound condemnation of communism, but it was actually removed before the council. And so that's a great, great shame. But this is something different with Pope Francis. It's praise for communism. Have a look. What's up with Pope Francis and communism? Remembering that it's out of a loving concern for Pope Francis that we expose the truth, let's begin with a short prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Everybody my age and older will remember Pope St. John Paul II's famous visit to Nicaragua in 1983, where he publicly chastised that communist priest Ernesto Cardinal, who was into liberation theology and involved in the revolutionary Sandinista government, which was restricting the church. Well, in February this year, without any sign of public repentance on the part of Ernesto Cardinal, Pope Francis lifted a 1984 canonical sanction imposed by Pope St. John Paul. As recently as 2015, Cardinal praised Pope Francis while condemning both Popes Benedict and John Paul II. In an interview with the newspaper El Pais, he said, and I quote, the two popes prior to Francis were disastrous popes who made the church retreat by centuries." End quote. Here are photographs of the bishop who visited Cardinal in hospital and the copy of the papal nuncio announcing the lifting of sanctions against Cardinal. It reads in part, and I quote, "...the Holy Father has benevolently granted absolution of all canonical censures imposed on the Reverend Father Ernesto Cardinal." End quote. It's a dangerous thing for the soul of Cardinal, whose health is failing at 94 years of age, since he's now receiving a possibly false sense of security about being reconciled with the church without any sign of repentance. And if, God willing, he's repented privately, it's a danger for the church, since the Pope's actions are causing grave confusion. Pope Francis's record of confusion around communism is much more elaborate than with Cardinal alone. Headlines in newspapers around the world have reported the Pope's controversial statements about communism. In July 2014, the Pope said, and I quote, Communists are closet Christians. In October 2014, he said, quote, There are those who think that the Pope is a communist. In a November 2016 interview with La Repubblica, a Marxist-leaning newspaper in Italy, the Pope said, Communists think like Christians. In a book-length interview called Politics and Society, Pope Francis speaks with Dominique Walton. Pope Francis revealed that a communist woman had a great impact on his political thinking. And I quote, She taught me to think about political reality, said the Pope, of Esther Balestrino de Carrega. I owe so much to this woman, end quote. Francis brought up Balestrino when author Dominique Walton asked him about women who were a major influence in his life. She was a communist the Pope said, adding that she gave me books, all communist, end quote. But in what was likely the most visually disturbing element of the Pope-created confusion around communism was his acceptance of a hammer-and-sickle crucifix from Bolivian President Evo Morales. The sight caused great pain to many Catholics in Latin America who have suffered under communist rule. While some suggested that the Pope disdained the communist crucifix, in an interview on the way home, the Pope said he was not offended by it. 
The hammer and sickle, of course, emblem was born in the brutal Russian Revolution. To comprehend the gravity of the confusion generated by this flirtation with communism, we must appreciate the Church's teaching against communism. Our Lady of Fatima warned in 1917 that Russia would spread its errors throughout the world. The Fatima visionary, Sister Lucia herself, called communism, and I quote, the greatest heresy to appear at any time in the world, end quote, which was, she said, carrying its errors to the ends of the earth. The 95 million death toll from communist regimes outstrips even the horrific 30 million death toll from the Nazis. Pius IX in 1846 spoke of, quote, that infamous doctrine of so-called communism, which is absolutely contrary to the natural law itself, and if once adopted, would utterly destroy the rights, property, and possessions of all men, and even society itself, end quote. Pope Leo XIII, in his encyclical Quod Apostolici Muneris, defined communism as, quote, the fatal plague which insinuates itself into the very marrow of human society only to bring about its ruin, end quote. Pope Pius XI, in his encyclical Divini Redemptoris on atheistic communism, calls it a satanic scourge, which, quote, conceals in itself a false messianic idea. And Pope Pius's instruction on communism shows how far our own nations have come in adopting communism today without even knowing it. He said these things about it. Communists hold the principle of absolute equality, rejecting hierarchy and divinely constituted authority, including the authority of parents. He said such a doctrine logically makes of marriage and the family a purely artificial and civil institution. The notion of indissoluble marriage tie is scouted. He said communism is particularly characterized by the rejection of any link that binds woman to the family and the home, and her emancipation is proclaimed as a basic principle. She's withdrawn from the family and the care of her children to be thrust instead into public life and collective production under the same conditions as man. And he said, finally, the right of education is denied to parents, for it is conceived as the exclusive prerogative of the community, in whose name and by whose mandate alone parents may exercise this right. He said communism is by its nature anti-religious. It considers religion as the opiate of the people because the principles of religion, which speak of life beyond the grave, dissuade the proletariat from the dream of a Soviet paradise, which is of this world. You see, from the Church's own teachings against communism, how far our own societies have gone down the communist path. To close out this video, we'll turn to Cuba. In 2015 and again in 2016, Pope Francis visited Cuba, holding in 2015 a meeting with Fidel Castro. After a meeting Pope Francis had privately in the Vatican in July 2015 with Fidel Castro's brother, current dictator Raul Castro, Raul came out of the meeting saying famously, if the Pope continues talking like this, I may return to the church and start praying again. I'm not joking, he added as reporters laughed. What was Castro thrilled about with what Pope Francis was saying? Well, we might get a hint from another communist atheist who has spent much time with Pope and was very much enamored by him, Eugenio Scalfari who is the editor, or was the editor, of La Repubblica in Italy, to whom Francis has given many exclusive interviews, relates that he's delighted with Pope Francis, since he sees him as a revolutionary. Let's quickly review some of the facts about the communist revolution in Cuba. 
Dr. Paul Kangor, a professor of political science at Grove City College, wrote in the National Catholic Register these words. Being a devoted communist, Fidel Castro was possessed with a hatred of religion. In Cuba, like everywhere else, communists launched their war on faith. From country to country, no ideology has so consistently and viciously attacked Christianity like communism. Starting with the Bolsheviks in 1917 and resounding throughout the century ahead, as Mikhail Gorbachev put it, communists launched a systematic war on religion. Dr. Ken Gore continued, Cuba was no exception. From the moment that Castro took hold in January 1959, churches were in trouble. The regime quickly launched a campaign against the faithful, describing Catholics as social scum. By the late 1960s, Christmas was banned on the island. Churches were shut down, priests and their parishioners were silenced, arrested or placed under surveillance with every word of their service or homily monitored by government church watchers infiltrating the pews. Any criticism, especially the Marxist regime, was very dangerous. One could not be a member of the Communist Party in Cuba, the only legally permitted, including for any government jobs, without professing a belief in atheism. To appreciate the gravity of the assault by Castro, we need to first appreciate the historical roots of the faith in this country that was once more than 90% Roman Catholic. People were proud of it. They practiced the faith naturally and vigorously. In fact, the island was once a pilgrimage center. Those were the words of Dr. Paul Kangor describing Cuba and the assault on faith by the communist government there. And while Popes John Paul II and Benedict also visited Cuba, there was never a hint of praising the revolution. At the Vatican under Pope Francis, however, there was more than just a hint. The official website of Vatican News published on January 1st, 2019, an article recognizing the 60th anniversary of the Cuban uh, Revolution. The Vatican News article in Spanish was titled, Cuba Celebrates 60th Year of the Revolution. It read, and I quote, The historic anniversary was celebrated with an official ceremony in which the former chief of state and Communist Party leader Raul Castro participated, in addition to current president Miguel Diaz-Canel. The article was penned by Maria Cecilia Mutual. On January 2nd, the Cuban National Circus was performing for Pope Francis at the Vatican, where jugglers, contortionists, and clowns performed. Speaking in Italian, Pope Francis said on January 2nd, I want to say a hello and thank you to the artists from the Cuban circus. The following day, the Vatican News article disappeared from the Vatican website after Cuban media began to comment on its peculiarity. Pan Am Post, for example, said that the revolution compelled at least one-sixth of Cuba's people to escape the island at the risk of their lives. CubaNet observed of the Vatican's report, Quote, the text does not mention the enrichment of the Castro leadership at the expense of the Cuban people and neglects to mention, curiously, the regime's murderous persecution of Catholics. End quote. Following the revolution in 1959, scores of Catholic activists were tortured and lost their lives in Cuban prisons. Some cried out, as Catholics did in Mexico, long live Christ the King, before firing squads killed them. In addition, Catholic seminaries and other religious institutions were seized by the Marxist government. In all of this show regarding communism, you'll notice I haven't yet mentioned 
the scandalous Vatican deal with the communist Chinese government. And that's because it's so big, it's another story. Remembering our motto, Caritas and Veritate, the truth and love, let us pray together for Pope Francis to end the confusion he has sown. Let us be confident in Christ and his, in his control over his church, recognizing that in allowing us to suffer through this agony of faith, he permits his body, the church, to suffer with him, our head. It's a joy, it's an honor and privilege to be a Catholic, to love this one true faith and to strive to give our lives to it. And that is why, at LifeSite News, we pray for the conversion of Pope Francis. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you. Every single day, there are new developments in the culture war. You need to stay on top of the news from the front lines around the world. At LifeSite, it's actually our mission to serve you the truth on life, faith, family, and freedom so that you can be an effective soldier for Christ. Subscribe now and never miss an important development in the culture war that you need to know about, all from a faithful Catholic perspective. And check out the links below to get involved with our reporting and our pro-life partners. Thank you and God bless you.